The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and get involved with the show using hashtag TFToday. And now, on with the show. Yes, yes, y'all! From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Carrollton, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show that is back live. Unless you're listening on the podcast, when it's never live. My name is Greg Tupper. I am the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. I know we've been having a couple of issues with the feed, but those should all be resolved now. Believe they're all resolved. If they're not, shoot me an email. In any case, thank you for doing your part to support your local mediocre internet show. I'm sitting here, sitting over there, celebrating his 49th birthday. Don't look at day over 48, Peter Dinklage. Oh, nice. It is the 49th uh, birthday of Peter Dinklage, Peter's who man. is uh, an excellent actor. Yeah, an excellent actor. Very good. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy. Everyone tells me he's awesome in Game of Thrones. I'm not a Game of Thrones guy either, but yes, I hear the same thing. He was. I know he was excellent in Elf. I'll tell you that much. You're an angry Elf. Yeah. Anyway, today is Monday, June 11, 2018. 164 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 571, 571, and here is one you definitely forgot about. Alex Cora's OPS as a Texas Ranger in his four games in 2010. There you go. That is a cup of coffee. Yeah. On today's show, guys, uh, we are going to dive into six-man. Six-man football talk, 1A Division One. go through all the regional breakdowns. We would normally break this up into two days, but the d- the districts are so much smaller. And so, like, yeah. literally, Region 1 of, uh, let me see who has the smallest region. Okay, Region 4 of 1A Division One has 17 teams. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to do all of them. Yeah. We're going to talk all of 1A yeah. Division 1 today. Uh, we'll talk 1A Division Uh-oh. Mike's gone. What did you do? What did I do? There we go. Is it better? Yep. Is it still better? Yep. Okay, I don't know. I didn't touch it. Anyway. Sure you didn't. Um, and then back half of the show, Max, we actually divided and conquered the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff. I was with some trusty interns out at the Northwest State Qualifying Tournament, talking with a couple coaches. But today we'll hear from Matt Stepp, who was down in H-Time, talking with the head coach at Side Creek, Greg McKegg, and the new head coach of the Houston Stratford Spartans. It is Coach Todd Rankin. We will hear from both of them coming up here in just a little bit. Can I, can I just say, before you get going here, we finally have Todd Rankin on the show. No check-in from Robert Wolf so far. Yeah. Houston Stratford super fan. Man. Just throwing it out there. Tough. Corey, Corey Hogue also saying Alex Cora from the University of Miami. I mean, yes, but he's the Boston Red Sox manager, sir. Yeah, he is. Address him appropriately. Well, second place Boston Red Sox. Now. Hey, how are the Rangers doing? I didn't. I brought up nothing with the Rangers. I'm I'm here for the they're whataboutism. A, they're a they're a four. They got yeah. swept in a four game series. Yeah. Uh, I was at the game Friday though. My Fair enough. Always I lovely, did see that you were always, there. Always lovely to go to the, yes. go to the game. I haven't been in a while. Anyway, uh, so want to follow up on something we talked about on the recorded show on Friday. We recorded oh, a show on Friday. Oh, good. Uh, because the Dave Campbell's Texas football staff, um, helmed by, I guess me, because I'm the one who dragged us into this. Uh, we went out and we played in the Allen Eagles Touchdown Club Golf Tournament. 
I had a great time. Really appreciate the invitation. Um, got to catch up, uh, catch up with with a bunch of the coaches out there, uh, including uh, their their head coach. Had a great time, and you're probably asking, well, how'd you guys do? I will say that there were, I believe, 32 foursomes, and only two of them got an award at the end of them. Okay, uh-huh. and we were one of those two. Just fantastic. Now, can you fantastic explain work. to me? Can you explain to me why the last place team gets an award? Uh, pity. I guess. We, I mean, it is kind of funny. We did come in last place. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's because like they have to rib them, right? I think right. the whole point of having a last place I, award. I love it. Yes. I think it's genius. Very I think there should be two prizes at a tournament: one for first, first place and one, and for, one last. for last, so we can it's, point out how bad you were, Mister Irrelevant, and put you on a stage. We are Mister yeah. Irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, Terry Gamble handed. But here's the thing. Okay, so we finished our scramble. First of all, I would say we didn't play well, but we're also. I would also say that was in line with all of our talent. Like, yeah, uh, that was about par for our course, and so we finished the eighteen holes in a scramble at even par. And that might sound like good if you don't know what golf is in a scram. Let's put it this way: the winning team <laughs> finished twenty-one strokes ahead of us. We were horrible, <sighs> awful. We were really bad, and um, but we came in last place. And so the the winners of the tro- of of the tournament who finished at uh, finished a seventy-two par seventy-two course yeah. with fifty-one strokes, yeah, which is outrageous. Uh, they got. I think a little plaque. They each got a little plaque, yeah. and they got a certificate for a free round of golf for four people. Yeah, um, at that at this very nice golf course in yeah. Allen, which was really nice. Right. The Dave Campbell's Texas Football Crew, which came in last, got a certificate for a round of four for a round of golf at this really nice golf course in Allen. Can I just say we got the same thing? No. Why did we try so hard? No, you didn't get the same thing. And the funniest part would have been if they had given you plaques for last. Place. Yeah, that that I would have put it over the top. Baby. It would have been hanging right here forever. Okay, <laughs> it would have been hanging right here forever. <laughs> I am so now. Now technically, if we want to get technical, we did tie for last place. There was another team that sh- shot a seventy-two, but. Nah. We came in last. We don't place. need to talk about that. We came in last place. Yeah. You guys it was a lot of fun. You guys are the worst. It was a lot of fun. We were bad. We were real, real bad. I yeah. had a couple nights. Everyone, the, the good thing about a scramble is that, especially when you have guys who are clearly like about the same, we're all C level players, right? Right. We're all the we're all the third or fourth best team on a four man scramble. Um, everyone gets a chance to have like a good shot. Like Robel dropped a nice putt. Yeah. I had a really nice chip. Uh, Taylor had a nice drive. Yeah. Adam was there. And so it was a really – it was a fun day out there. We appreciate the Allen Touchdown Club having us out there. If you want – if you are looking for a team to come in last at your at your Booster Club golf tournament, yeah. greg.tepper at texasfootball.com, we will accept all your last place prizes. There you go. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Max, let's dive into Class 1A. I got an email over the weekend from Lehman Saunders, and he said, hey, I got a, a couple of people asking, when are you going to do the 1A regional outlooks? And I'll be entirely honest. 
it was on our docket of things to do, and then we had the cover reveal and all the yeah. craziness that happened last right. week, and I just out of my mind. Yeah. Here we are talking one A, talking class one A. We're going to roll through all four regions just because they are so small, and I think each of the region has at least a team that you would be that you would consider to be at or near the top. Uh, it's a little more divided in the sense that I think it's easier to see to see. Um, which teams are going to be the teams to beat in these regions. So, uh, let's start with 1A Division 1, Region 1. Now, everyone's going to look at the one team there that won the region last year, which was Happy. But Happy gets really wiped out. Most most notably, they lose Colton McCarley, who was our 1A Player of the Year, who was a superstar. Not to mention, they lost their coach. Lost their coach, Ty Keith. There's a lot of moving parts for them that make me wonder that make me wonder if there's not another team that could come up and and nip them. Yeah. I look at a team like McLean, right? Mm-hmm. McLean, McLean, however you want to say. It. Brings back a lot from last year, five starters on both sides of the ball. They only graduate two kids. We're talking by the way, nine returning letters. Mm-hmm. This is what we're talking about when we're talking about one A. Um eleven and two a year ago, they lost to Happy in the quarterfinals. I think they could be the team that could make that leap this year. If you're looking for another team there Maybe it's a team like Nazareth. Maybe it's a team mm-hmm. like White Deer. Maybe it's a team like Valley. Of course, Turkey Valley. Uh, but Turkey Valley did lose a fair amount uh, from last year. Although, uh, they did pick up a new coach in Ty Keith. Anyway. So, uh, if you're looking there, I think you're probably starting with McLean. I think they're probably the team to beat. Um, but And they're probably going to be the team that, that is going to, uh, to to challenge, most notably. Let's Let's go down to Region... Two and Region Two is probably it's the power nexus. I think of it's the deepest region in One A Division One. You start with da 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 the two times defending champs, Borden County. Mm-hmm. Borden County is there. Borden County brings back a good amount. Borden County is is going to be a dangerous team, and they're going they're going to have to be dealt dealt with in short order. Garden City's not far behind. I think Garden City is going to be very dangerous as well. This is a ten and three team that brings back eight starters from from last year's team. I think they are going to be very dangerous. Past that, though, can I interest you in a little bit of a uh, divisional move up? We don't see a ton of changes in realignment. It's true, yeah. Uh, in one A, just because to be real, these towns aren't changing in size yeah. very much. There, there's not a lot, lot of people moving in. There's not a lot, not a lot of people moving out. But Balmeray is on their way up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Balmeray is making the leap after back-to-back, fi- uh, you know, s- state finalist finishes in Division Two. They are now in Division One, out in Region uh, Region Two, and they lose a lot. Look, they lose a lot, and uh, and, and Marcus Mendoza um, is back for them. But I will tell you that when we were out in Balmeray, we stopped by to talk with Vance Jones when I was writing this a story uh, for for the 2018 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, and he. You know, he acknowledged that they were going to be younger, but he basically said, "We got some cats. We got yeah. some dudes. We got, I think gonna people are right. going to. I think no. I think we're going to be okay. We're not falling off the face of the earth." So I think, really, in a lot of ways, it's a three-way race there in Region Three: uh, Borden County, Garden City, and Balmeray. Let's dip down to Region re- Two, rather. Let's dip down to Region Three, uh, and Region Three is probably okay. You've got a team. That might have the single best player in the state, and that is Milford. Milford uh, brings back uh, their outstanding uh, their outstanding team that that uh, especially led by Tehran Smith, who was a freak show last yeah. year. They're moving up to Division One. 
I don't want to. I want you to pick up the magazine, but Lehman Saunders, our six man expert, loves Milford and what they bring back this year. This is a team that, even though they're moving up, they're going to be dangerous. They should have a chip on their shoulder too. Yes, uh, they should ab- absolutely. They're going to be in the mix. Past that, you're probably looking at a team like Union Hill. Uh, and don't forget, by the way, if you're looking for playmakers, Region 3 is where you want to live because Coolidge is in that mix. And yep. Coolidge uh, is a squad that has, uh, oh, golly, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, that superstar. I'm, I'm going to look it up. This is going to bother me because this kid is one of the, he was a, a sophomore last year, uh, and he was um, one of the very best. Uh, right now, the six-man people are yelling at me. They're like, ah, oh, this is his name. Load, go, go. I want to tell you this kid's name. From individual playmaker perspective, Tory Hoover. Golly. Tory Hoover. And this is a team that I think is going to be very, very dangerous at Coolidge. So those are the teams to keep an eye on. Aquila is going to be in the mix as well. Maybe a team like Bryson. But those are the teams that I keep an eye on. Milford is probably the team to beat. And then there's Region 4. And Region 4 might be the most evenly matched. Just because there are three teams that I think are really, really fun to watch this year. First is Jonesboro. Coach Eddie Gallegos, they're going to lace it up again. Again, after back-to-back regional or uh, state finalist runs, uh, they bring back half their starters from a year ago. I know they like the numbers. They've got kind of increased numbers there at Jonesboro. Um, it's going to be them and their district mu- bunkmate, Zephyr. Zephyr is going to be really good as well. Do not forget a team like May. May is, is going to be very dangerous as well, I think. A 12-1 and team a year ago that brings back a half their starters from, from, from last year. I think this team is, is going to be very dangerous. And then you also have two teams that I think are going to be... That you're not going to, to think much about because of the standard... Because of what's around them. And that is Lakey and Bront. Okay? Lakey and Bront are 11-man teams that are dropping down to 6-man. The numbers they're going to have will put them in contention. The only question is going to be how quickly they adapt to the six-man game. They're dropping down to six-man, so if you're looking for sleepers, teams that we could be talking about just because they pick it up so quickly, it's teams like Lakey and Bront, teams that are dropping down to eleven or to six-man football. So that's kind of an overall look at it. Um, I, I, I think that you've got... I think if you want to pick Borden County, you're certainly well within your rights. This is a Borden County team that is uh, that has answered every question uh, that they could possibly have. Two straight state championships. This is a dangerous, dangerous Borden County team. If you want to pick Milford, you could say they've got the single best player. You, if you want to pick Coolidge, you could say they've got the single best player in, in Tory Hoover. Uh, if you want to pick uh, a team like McLean, they would have to get they would have to get out of Region One. They probably have the the clearest path there, right? Garden City's got great tradition. For me, though, I think that 1A Division One is a little more wide open than it was last year, where it kind of seemed like Borden County was just marching to a title. Now I think that it's going to be a little bit more wide open and a few other teams, especially these promotions like Balmeray and like Milford, that could challenge yeah, in Division it definitely one. makes the pool deeper. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. TexasFootball.com is where you can get this magazine. We actually have a cover over there. Um, but you get this magazine. 2018 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. 
Uh, if you order it um, this week, we'll mail it directly to you whenever it comes off the printer. We, you won't have, be at the mercy of the store manager or the trucks. We'll mail it directly to you. Um, you also get years worth of exclusive online content. You get the recruiting edition of the magazine. You get all that good stuff for the limited time price of nineteen ninety five for an entire year. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year. I did have somebody email, uh, Facebook message me, and they said, "Hey, what's the nineteen ninety five for? Like, how is that like a monthly thing, a, a, a weekly thing?" I said, "No, man, nineteen ninety five once, and then we'll call back in a year and we'll say, hey, we need nineteen ninety five more. That's all it is. Nineteen ninety five for an entire year makes a great gift. Father's Day is Sunday." Father's Day is Sunday. Get it for your dad. It's TexasFootball.com. Max, it's state 7-on-7 qualifying tournament season, SZN. And we are deep in the thick of it. We've got, uh, we're what, three weeks away from state? It's coming, man. It's coming. State 7-on-7 is coming, so there are teams that are... Less than three, right? It'll be two weeks this Thursday? Yeah, it'll be two weeks on Thursday. Good Lord. Uh, So teams are running out of time to qualify. And so there was an extra little bit of oomph at a number of state qualifying tournaments around the state. We kind of divided and conquered. I was in Justin. We've got some interviews coming up later this week from there. But Matt Stepp was in Houston uh, for a number of state qualifying tournaments uh, where he caught up with the head coach at Cy Creek, uh, Cypress Creek, Coach Greg McKegg. He caught up with him. Excited to see uh, what he is able to, to dial up for Cy Creek this year. Here's Matt Stepp's interview with Cy Creek Coach Greg McKegg here on Texas Football Today. Matt Step, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, back here in the Houston area with the head coach of the Cy Creek Cougars, Coach Greg McCaig. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes to chat with us on uh, what, what's a busy day today. It's my pleasure. All right, Coach, uh, obviously uh, you, know, you got your 7 7 state qualifying tournament going on today. Uh, it's a lot of, lot of activity. you got, you got multiple sites going, 32 teams coming. Uh, overall, you and your coaches, I know you can't, you can't put these things on without, without a lot of help. Uh, just talk about what goes into putting on a 7 all 7 state qualifying tournament. Well, your, your point is well taken. You've got to have a lot of assistants helping out and doing a great job. And my assistants are doing a great job. Georgia Village assistants are doing a great job. Um, I think you have to coordinate. Once you get it started, everything is fine. You just have it's like to a track meet, right? It's like a track meet. Once you get everybody here and get everybody signed in, everybody ready to go, it all kind of runs itself. Um, our office, our biggest concerns are we want to make sure everybody stays safe. Uh, you know, we want to make sure that we don't have any any catastrophic injuries that affect people in the fall. But uh, beyond that, we just can't think of any better way for our kids to stay involved in the game over the summer than what we're doing right now. now you're on the state seven on seven board. You guys made a big change this off uh, this uh, this uh, I guess winter when you, at your last meeting you added a division three uh, this year, kind of a pilot almost in, in a lot of ways uh, for the smallest of the small schools to play. Uh, what's the feedback been like, and what was the uh, thinking when you guys made that made that call to do that? Well, we had received several complaints uh, in a couple of previous years that Division Two, which incorporated everybody from 3A down, was largely dominated by Division Three um, one schools. So all of the other schools were, were kind of being squeezed out, not really getting a chance to compete. And oftentimes, some of our smaller schools are Division Two, you know, uh, Class Two uh, A and that sort of stuff. Like hundred kids in the whole school, right? They wouldn't even enter a, a, a SQT because they felt like that they would be overwhelmed by the numbers the other people had. So we decided, let's go ahead and give those guys sixteen qualifiers and let them get into the state tournament and try to generate some interest from the bottom up. And so far, the feedback's been nothing but positive. Those guys are now competing in schools that are more like what they are and we haven't received any complaints from the other division two schools that have larger populations so all in all it's been a positive certainly it's going to require some some uh refining as we go forward it's a work in progress right? always a work in progress but but right now i would say in the preliminary sense things are very positive 
All right, now uh, we've got your state qualifier tournament here. I know your, your kids, hoping your kids can compete and, and, and get a spot in the state tournament. Uh, the heat's going to be a factor. It's the summer in Texas. Uh, it, it is warm today. What have you talked to your kids about, about, about staying hydrated and staying healthy this week? Well, this is an ongoing conversation with our kids all throughout the year. Uh, obviously, you have, to, you have to stay hydrated. You have to eat properly. You have to get plenty of sleep. You have to get all those kind of things. This is just one more continuation of, of that uh, mantra that we have to say over and over again. We've got uh, water everywhere. We've got trainers everywhere. Uh, we're constantly going to be beating on them about making sure that they stay hydrated. We're out here on the turf field, so the temperature is going to be elevated a little bit. Um, it, it's something that we've become so common, or that's become so common, that the kids kind of tune you out almost sometimes. You have to kind of stay on them, make sure you guys have plenty to drink. And, and for the most part, we've been able to, to avoid heat-related issues. All right, now, uh, Cy Fair this past year made a lot of headlines across the state, uh, winning, winning a state championship. Um, and looking across the board at a statewide perspective, it's rare for a school from a large district like yourself to have a lot of success in football. And, and Cy Fair has not been, not, not been the only school that's had a lot of success in football. Cy Ranch has had some good runs. Cy Falls has had some good runs. You guys have had some good runs. Even Cy Ridge, I think, has had some good runs mm-hmm. in the past. And Cy Woods as well. So, I mean, a lot of the Cy Fair schools have, have made deep playoff runs. It's a little bit unique for a large school ISD to do that. Uh, what is it about the setup with the, and the support that you guys are getting from your administration to continue to have success? Because you guys are almost uh, the exception and not the rule. Well, we certainly are blessed. We have a community in Fair that expects us all to do well. We have the support of our uh, district leadership. Uh, Dr. Henry and Ray Zepeda, our athletic director, are, are tremendous about providing us the resources we need to compete. Um, you know, we have uh, tremendous facilities. Every one of our schools, uh, by the end of this summer, will have its own practice turf field, uh, you know, for the kids to use. They all have brand-new tracks. Uh, what we have is, is a... Is a commitment by the community at large that our kids are going to be successful at everything uh, not just in athletics and we're, we're expected to be successful uh, obviously with the uh, the scores we get from the state testing we're expected to be successful in our in our drama and our theater and our music and uh, our district has gone out of their way to make sure we have the right resources to be able to do those things we have plenty of coaches we have our coaches are well paid we have plenty of equipment you know and then it's excellent equipment so everything you need is there and it's just a matter of, of uh, hoping that things time out uh, and come together and and you can make a long run but um, there's no finer place to work in texas than cypher all right now final questions look ahead to 2018 uh anytime you're in a district in class 6a in the houston area it's gonna be tough no matter where you're placed uh so i know the season is gonna be a grind you get your kids are going to play play every week uh what can we expect from the cougars in 2018 what kind of ball club well, we think we're going to be exciting. Uh, obviously, we think we can still score points, and we think that defensively we're much improved. In fact, this spring, I think our defense was uh, clearly ahead of the offense as we finished spring out. Um, you know, we're in a new district now where we're playing some of the spring branch schools instead of playing all the Fair schools. So that's going to be interesting. You know, our kids are going to get the, uh, a different environment and a different stadium, which is going to be nice. We've been playing in the same stadiums for years. Uh, that's going to help us. Uh, it's always very, very competitive, and, and that refers back to the conversation we just had when the expectations at every school that you play are that you're supposed to be good, um, you know, our parents and our communities and our, and our administration is going to expect us to compete and, and do well. So um, as far as the Cougars go, I think that if we, we stay healthy and, and uh, you know, uh, grow up as a team, I think we have a chance to, to put a nice run together. Coach, appreciate your time. Thanks for having us out at the 7-on-7s tournament, and uh, we'll see you down the road. I certainly enjoyed it. Thank you. There he is, Greg McKegg, the head coach, Side Creek. I'd see what they do down there in that Cypress school district that now is so interesting because they're divided into two different districts and two different regions. 
So it'll yeah. be a brave new world down there in Cyprus. We're excited to see uh, what they dial up there in Wildcat Country. Appreciate him catching up with Matt Step. Another guy that he caught up with, and I just realized I spelled it wrong on my run sheet. Way to go. Uh, Houston Stratford has a new coach. Uh, Elliot Allen, of course, left to take the job at Brenham. Uh, they have a new coach in Todd Rankin. Todd Rankin taking over a Stratford team with high expectations in 2018. Here's Matt Stepp's interview with Houston Stratford coach Todd Rankin here on Texas Football Today. Matt Stepp, Dave Campbell's Texas football backer in Cy Creek 7-on-7 state qualifying tournament. Here with the new head coach of the Stratford Spartans, Coach Todd Rankin. Coach, uh, thanks for taking a few minutes at halftime of your first game to chat with us. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, Coach, uh, obviously I know you're excited about the new gig. you, you got to hit the ground running. and You know, it's late, late the offseason. You got hired late in the offseason. There's not a lot of time to kind of get ready. Your head's probably going, spinning, going a million miles per hour. What, what's been the focus when you got, got in? What, what kind of what did you want to get accomplished right away? Well, I didn't have a whole lot of time with the kids, but the first thing I tried to kind of come in and, and just to talk to the seniors, talk to the underclassmen, and establish our expectations, you know, from the, some of the programs I've been at and, and just from that alignment from, from the moment they step on campus all the way through their senior year of we're all working in the same direction and, and trying to and just try to develop these kids from top to bottom. And those are just some of the things I got to, I had to talk about just early on, but um, but I think these kids are excited. I know the community's excited, and, and my first impressions have been great. I think Everybody's on board and they're they're ready to go. Um, so now I'm just trying to hire staff and and try to kind of complete that right now. And of course it is late, but some challenges. But 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 we're going to get it done and we'll be ready to go. Now the district made a decision not to have spring football. I know that helps you guys out a lot. The extra scrimmage is going to be big for you, um, so that's good. But also you get a chance to watch your kids compete in seven on seven. What are you looking to see out of your kids uh, as they compete this this weekend? Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of what I want to see right now is just the fight in them. I want to see them get out there and just compete, have fun, and and just kind of see them come together as a team. With, with the things we're doing this summer for our, from, our, uh, from our speed and strength camp all the way to 707. Just want to see these kids bonding and, and getting up there, lifting together every day, those kind of things. And, of course, with 707, I just want to see them get out here and compete, challenge every play, and just trying to do all those little things and just get better and mature through the summertime. Now, when you uh, looked at this job, what, what, what were some of the things that really attracted you to the Stratford job when you looked into it? Because you were at a great place at Klein Collins, for sure. It wasn't like you were at a bad gig or anything like that. What, what were some of the things that really attracted you to the job? I, I, I'd play at Ailey Hastings High School and we were in the district with Stratford a long, long time ago so I kind of knew the pride and the tradition of that school and, and just such rich history you know from Oscar Cripps and just some of the greats that have come through there and, and what it means to kind of wear that ass and then being competitive in all sports. Um, I know, know that was a big, big deal with the community and with the school so uh, you know those kind of things just, just make, make this to be standing in these footsteps just that much more meaningful. Alright now uh, as far as uh, your you know your your Oh, what am I trying to say? You're some of your mentors and coaching. Who are some of the guys that you know have helped you get to the places place that you are today? Because I know you, obviously you know every coach has a kind of a coach they lean on as far as who's their their kind of guy that they look to, to be like. And who was that guy for you? Right. Really, I've kind of got a combination of three. Uh, David, David Amond at North Shore. Of course, I was under him. Him and Coach K, who's there now for nine years with those guys. And really, it was like head coaching school every day. You know, you get to really learn how to do things and uh, accountability, discipline, and just the attention to detail that it takes to truly build a winning program. And of course, I spent three years with Richard Carson, and he kind of taught me a lot about how to how to involve the you know get your kids behind everybody in the school and involve all sports and support the community, the faculty, and uh, of course, he's a legend in his own. And then of course, working for Drew Savota this past year again, a lot like a North Shore type program, and just those high expectations and and how do you get your staff and the kids to meet those high expectations every day you walk in there to work. So I've been lucky. I've been lucky to be be under three, and I kind of think I'm a combination of all 
three there. Uh, but, of course, with Coach Amon being in with him nine years, uh, truly, truly special experience. That staff you had at Klein Collins that you were a part of, I mean, what a, what a great staff. I mean, you a lot, lot of head coaches that were assistants under Coach Savota now, now have moved on to become head coaches. What a great staff he had, right? Absolutely. You know, his leadership and, and again, those daily meetings with him and just his approach is, you know, he, he really had such a detailed approach to everything we were doing there from off season. There was never a wasted moment. You know, everything we did had a purpose, had a vision. And, you know, and the, of course, those are the things I'm trying to bring here. And so so really all those coaches on that staff were, were you know, you knew your role. You knew exactly what, what our expectations were for everything we're doing. So, yeah, it was a great learning experience. And, and there's a lot of great coaches there. Absolutely. Coach, appreciate your time. Enjoy watching your kids compete today, and uh, good luck in 2018. Very good. Thank you very much. There he is, Todd Rankin, the new head coach. Houston Stratford, excited to see what he dials up there. Matt He's Step apologizes for the uh, the frame creep there. of them uh, just sliding out of the frame. It happens. It happens. It happens. You guys, He's working solo Step out Step puts a lot of interviews in the can. It's, uh, we'll let this one slide. He's, he's, he's working solo out there. Normally, if I do, like, when I go out there, I can't do it solo. So, like, I, right. I'm I'm just, I'm a meat puppet. Is that I'm just out there, you know, pulling the strings. He's the one who frames me up and stuff. So, if, yeah. if I ever creep, he's over here going, Yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, we appreciate hearing from Coach Todd Rankin, the new head coach at Houston Stratford. And now, we go to Max Thompson. With America's favorite segment, final thoughts. I don't know if it's America's, but it's up there, you know. Uh, we got a lot of comments today, so hold on to your butts. Uh, Corey Hogue says both Step works 28 hours every day. This is true. It might be more. So I don't know if people realize this, but yeah. this is not his full-time yeah. gig. I know Corey does, but a lot of our... Yeah, Corey, yeah, the, yeah, Corey yeah. does, but uh, yeah. he has another gig. Yeah. This is his side boo. Yeah. This is what he does for fun. Corey also said he would love to hear Step introduce himself as I'm Matt Step, two P's, two T's. I think that would be good. Do you? Um, That'd be good. I'd, I'd take that. That's okay, I guess so you have a pretty normal name. Nobody really ma- I am. You have heard me a million times yes. say, my name's Tepper. It's like Pepper with a T. Yeah. I say that all the time. Yeah. I also spell out Greg because yeah. I hate yeah, when people misspell my name. Thompson, the only thing you have to get is you have to let them know that there's a P in it, yeah, and that not there's Thompson. not a, or not weird E N or whatever. At not the end. Thompson. Tony Blaylock says he's headed our way for the final week of SQTs, planning on making the Garland and Salina SQTs. Exciting. I'm Fun. Sh- there's a decent chance one of us will be at that. I bet. Um, Corey also wants to know uh, if you're going to talk about the Grand Strayhounds. The Grand Strayhounds. We will talk about them tomorrow. <laughs> That's a deep cut. At that this point, if you, if you know that seen, joke, yeah, yeah I, I want to spread this joke because it's a it's a good one. Go back and watch my one A Division two uh, instant recap. Yeah, um, from state. Yeah, uh, where you could already tell I was low on sleep. Yeah, it was day one. Which yeah, is day not one. A good sign, bad start. Uh, where I refer to them in the opener, I said the Grand Strayhounds, state champs. Of course, yeah, strong Greyhounds. Uh, our buddy Lou Patton was complaining again that we weren't talking about football. As always, the show is free and the world does not revolve around you. Craig Gates, Craig Gates says, "Last place, so you're improving." I didn't fish. I didn't fish yeah. worse than last. Yeah, we're getting it's better. Pull. A couple nice shots. Pull. Uh, yeah, Matt Patton goes. What would be nice is if you got lessons to go with the round of golf. The, if you know what? Bad. So they were. That was part of like. Well, that was one of the right raffle items was yeah. lessons, and I was like, "Boy, I could use right. them." Didn't win the raffle though. Didn't win that. Uh, Tommy Waldrop would like us to know that UTA Mavericks football is unbeaten since 1985. 100% confirmed. Politifact says true. Yes, 100% uh, true. 
Go Mavs. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, and, uh, you know, shout out to to all the usual. Matt McSpadden, Bob McSpadden, Russell Wilburn's in the house. He's very excited about uh, Justify winning the Triple Crown. Um, yeah, a lot of people watching the, the Texas game while listening to the show today, which I don't blame you. I will say this as a college baseball enthusiast. Former these, college baseball player. Let's not get carried away here. Let's, let's, it's not about me. I will just say those Tennessee Tech boys can hit. I have not watched. For a program that small, they can hit. I'm excited. Anyway, uh, Super Regional Game 3s. Tough to beat. Fun. A lot of fun. Today will fun. be fun. And you, get, you get wacky. Yeah. You get wacky in the same way that like you like the um, the wild card games. Yes. In baseball. Yes. Uh, this is a wild card game where it's like yeah. you're going to see relievers starting and stuff yeah. like that. It's going to be wacky. So. Yeah. So uh, yeah, this is your pre World Cup excitement here. Your your live sports today will be a bunch of super regional finals. I recommend you watch all of them. Our World Cup preview comes Wednesday. So <laughs> tune in for that one. That's going to do it for us. Thank yeah. you for spending pretty day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Vince Young, please meet your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow on Texas Football Today.